0: Good morning everyone, Uh, and good morning to all those of you who are watching online. If you're watching online, would you write something in the comments so that we know that you are with us this morning? If you're watching online, let us know if you're still in your pajamas too, I would love to know. Um, So uh, we wanted to let you know there's some flowers on the altar this morning. Um, These flowers here are from uh, in honor of Sam Norris from the service yesterday. And then over here we have some special birthday flowers for Laura Kondra. And I think we have the grand picture here. Awesome. Um, These flowers are given by uh, children, great grandchildren and grandchildren. So very exciting. If you see her today at second service, make sure to say a big happy birthday. Our missions team wanted to say thank you. Our angel tree over here, every angel was taken and all those gifts were brought to the Salvation Army. So give yourselves a hand, that's awesome. That's so exciting, so exciting. And I think last Sunday, the best event of the year happened, didn't it? The children's Christmas musical was awesome. So thank you for coming and supporting the kids. And give uh, Catherine and Molly a hand. It was awesome. It was awesome. Christmas Eve uh, services, you have an opportunity to come at 4 and at 6. So you can pick what time you want to come to. Both services will be exactly the same. So they're going to be awesome. Awesome. Uh, And then at 5 o'clock between the Christmas Eve services, our youth will have their live nativity. Um, And guess what? It's not just the teenagers out there this year. We also have animals. There's going to be a camel and all kinds of cool stuff out there. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, So that's 5 o'clock between the two services on Christmas Eve. Next Sunday, there's going to be just one combined service for the 26th, the day after Christmas. So it'll be one combined service at 10 o'clock with our awesome praise band and it's cool. You get to sleep in an hour and we still get to be the Baptist for lunch. So it's a perfect time at 10. And then uh, January 2nd, we're going to sleep in even later and have a combined service on January 2nd. And that service will be at 11. Uh, and now I want to call up our special guest, our Advent readers this morning, the Thornbergs.
1: Micah 5 2 through 5 but you O Bethlehem of Ephrathah who are one of the little clans of Judah from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel whose origin is from of old from ancient days therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God and they shall live secure For now, he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. Sometimes when we are trying something new, or when we are facing a difficult decision, or when we want to celebrate something, or when we just feel lost and alone and uncertain about life, the universe and everything, we need a blessing. We don't always think of it that way or word it like that. We say we need advice or support or companions or someone to come along, aside and lift us up again so we can see more than just the tops of our shoes. We seek a blessing. For many of us, we go home. We ask mom, we talk to dad or brothers and sisters, close friends, those who we grew up with, those who know us best. We want them alongside. We want to be in their presence. Somehow we know that being there, being home will make all things better. Maybe it won't be fixed or solved or wished away, but at least we won't be alone. We seek a blessing. Mary, faced with an incomprehensible burden and gift, ran to cousin Elizabeth's house, looking for someone who knew a little of what she was going through, looking for a place to hide until the reality of her condition could become something real, and she received a blessing. The prophet Micah spoke of a blessing coming to an unexpected place, an unassuming town, yet by God's grace would become the means through which God would be able to bless the whole world. Bethlehem the little town of blessing we seek a blessing we light these candles the candle of hope of peace of joy and of today love as a sign that we know blessing and we know waiting for blessing to be felt and lived we light these candles as a sign that we still seek a blessing it's time to go home
2: so glad y'all are here with us this morning to celebrate the final sunday before christmas so merry christmas to all of you
3: Thank you. You may be seated. It's great to see y'all today. It really is, and it's great to know that you're worshiping with us live stream today. We're glad that you're worshiping with us too. We are connected to you, even though you're not in the same room with us. We know that there are people from a bunch of different states that are worshiping with us, and we're glad. Um, We want to thank you for supporting this church all the way through the year. It's hard to believe we're already almost at the end of the year. We want to ask for your continued support. As a matter of fact, we want to ask you to. Finish the year with a bang, uh, and we have offering plates here in the front and the back of the church. If you want to give an offering that way, you can give an offering through um, through give, text to give through our website through our church app. If you missed the children's program, uh, which was last Sunday night, you can go to our church website and watch that, or watch it on our church app. Um, thank you for all the ways you give. If you could give an extra happy birthday Jesus gift this year. It'll help our church as we try to be in ministry to this community. Uh, Ms. Catherine's going to take our children now to Children's Church. They have a great time, and they did do a great job with our children's program. All right. We also want to hear your prayer requests. If you have something that's on your heart, you want us to pray for F-U-M-C at FUMCGassing.org is the way you can send that to us. You can fill out a prayer card and just place it in one of the offering plates. We'll get it to our prayer team that way. We have a number of um, folks in our church family that are are grieving and hurting right now. And we need all the prayers that we can get. We also want um, to hear your answers to prayers. Uh, something great that's happened for you and, and something good that God is doing to you. We like to celebrate with you too. Let's pray. God, this is uh, such a beautiful and, and reflective time of the year. This Advent season we have had some time hopefully Lord to, to be still and to think about you and to think about what Christmas means to us. And God, if we're honest, we have sometimes felt like a Grinch, (laughs) but uh, we know that the beautiful thing about the story of the Grinch is that the Grinch's heart grew three sizes, and we hope that's what has happened to us, too, as we've considered all of this. Take now our tithes and offerings, Lord, and our gifts to you. Use them to bless others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
4: the starry sky. Mother Mary tending to her baby's cry. The ox and lamb behold their maker king. The one who spoke the world with let there be. Wise men crossing.
3: I want you to show your appreciation for our praise band. I think we got the awesomest praise band, such a, such a, a great thing to be able to work with, with people who are talented like that. Well this would be the last one in our series, uh, The Heart That Grew Three Sizes. We have one more of our Bible studies, and we hope that you'll uh, join us either online or in person this coming Wednesday for our Bible study. It's been uh, it's been great. I hope that uh, it's made you think in a new way about the story of how the Grinch stole Christmas. And today we're talking about when joy is our song. The scripture comes from Luke chapter one, verses 46 through 55. And we'll have that up on the screen, I think. There's a pew Bible in front of you if you want to grab it, or you can just listen. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for He has looked with favor on the lowliness of His servant. Surely from now on all generations call me blessed." He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Every morning I get to take our grand dog, Sosa, on a walk around our neighborhood. And my neighbors know because they, they see me walking around with Sosa. And uh, this is our morning routine. And every morning, if, if, uh, if I'm feeling good, I take her for a walk. If I'm feeling a little bit tired, she takes me for a walk. Either way, a walk is had, and it's good. We have uh, a good time just, just checking out the neighborhood. And I want to tell you what, Sosa has this relationship with the squirrels in the, in the neighborhood at Horton Bend. And they know her and she knows them and they know that she is on a leash and she can't get to them like she wants to. And so they kind of torment her a little bit. They, they just throw gang signs up at her, you know, and, and then run off and she just wants to get them so bad. And so that's our little game. She barks at them and they chatter at her and it, it's good. And we listen to the geese that are flying overhead going to the river you know, we looked at the trees this, this fall. The trees were really pretty in the color. But our favorite thing is to say hello to the other neighborhood dogs. We know all of them. We know all of them by name. We know all their little personalities. And all of their little personalities are different. And on the street over from us, there is a pair of greyhounds that live and uh, they, they on the fence, if you go by there, is a is a sign that says Castle Greyhounds. They're all about their greyhounds. The greyhounds are awesome. They're named Tiger Lily and Kava. Tiger Lily is a brindle colored greyhound, and Kava is a black greyhound. And they both have the typical greyhound features. You know, they're long and they're skinny, and and got super long legs and look like they could just like zoom, which they can. Um, so they both have the same, they're different colors, but they, they also have completely different personalities. Tiger Lily is, is kind of older, and, but she's very, very sweet. And when you see her, she wants to come up and say hello to you, and you can pet her and talk to her. And she, and so, so we'll sniff noses and all of that kind of stuff. Kava has nothing to do with that. She uh, is kind of grumpy a little bit on the grumpy side, and she gets very jealous when she thinks her owner wants to give Sosa a doggy treat, and she thinks that Sosa is taking her treat. They're all her treats, as as far as she's concerned. But Kava, one of the things that she has going for her is that she loves to run and play, and Sosa also loves to run and play. So here's what we do sometimes when it times out just right. Kava will be on her side of the fence, And Sosa will be on this side of the fence. And they'll run along the fence like this. Run, run, run. Oh, Pastor Sam, do you run with them? No, I'm too old for that running business. I am a spectator. They run, 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 run. And after they run for a while, they stop and they stick their little noses through the fences. And they sniff at each other. And then they they stare at each other as if they have this communication going on that nobody else knows, but I'm just watching all this. And one day I got to thinking about a conversation that maybe they were having with each other. You know, I've got this imagination thing going. So I thought maybe Kava and Sosa are having this conversation. And maybe it went something like this. Maybe Sosa said, Kava, you can really run fast. And Kava said, I know, I'm a greyhound. Some of us can run up to 45 miles an hour. Oh my gosh, 45 miles an hour? That is super fast. What do you do with all that speed, Kava? Well, Kava might say... I used to be a racing greyhound. I used to work at the race hound, uh, at the greyhound track, and I was a racing greyhound. We would line up in the starting gates, and then when the gates would open, we would run around this track at blazing speed, chasing this rabbit. This rabbit, we just had to have it. We chased it. We would run so fast. You know, it was really, really a lot of fun. And Sosa said, so, so "That sounds great." You know. Um, are you still doing that? And Kava said, no, I'm, I'm retired now. I'm retired now. And Sosa said, well, why did you retire? If it's fun and if you run so fast, are you retired because you're too old? And Kava said, no, it was not because I'm too old. It's not because it wasn't any fun. Then Sosa said, well, why did you retire then? So Kava said, well, one day it happened like this. I was running extra fast. I was running like the wind. And then I did it. I caught the rabbit. I caught the rabbit. And Sosa said, that's great. You caught the rabbit. And Kava said, but it just wasn't what I expected. It just wasn't real. It wasn't real. That thing I'd been chasing after. I just wonder if that's kind of how the Grinch felt when he succeeded in everything he had tried to do. He he succeeded in his wonderful, awful plan. He was so focused and so motivated when he was making his Santa suit and making his sled and, and making little wooden antlers for his dog, Max, and he had this plan down perfect. And everything went like it ought to, like he had in his plan. He snuck down in the evening and, well, let me tell you how, this is is quoting Dr. Seuss. Nobody puts it like Dr. Seuss. He snuck down the chimney a rather tight pinch, but if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once for a minute or two. Then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue where the little hoo stockings hung all in a row. These stockings, he grinched, are the first things to go. Then he slithered and slunk with a smile most unpleasant around the whole room and he took every present. popguns, pampugas, pantukas and drums, checkerboards, bisblings, popcorn and plums. He stuffed them in bags. Then the Grinch very nimbly stuffed all the bags one by one up the Chimbley. And the Grinch took everything. All the presents, decorations, food. He took it all up to the top of Mount Crumpet. 10,000 feet up the side of Mount Crumpet. He rode with his load to the tip top to dump it. Mission accomplished. Right? mission accomplished and the Grinch leaned his ear toward the valley as the sun was coming up on Christmas morning the Who's would be waking up now and they'd be discovering all their presents were gone all their decorations were gone all their food was gone all the Who pudding all the roast feast all that had been stolen Christmas had been stolen but again, to quote Dr. Squoose, Poo-poo on the Who's, he was grinchily humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the Who's down in Whoville will all cry, boo-hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. He paused, and the Grinch put a hand to his ear And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low and it started to grow. It was a sound, but it wasn't the sound he was expecting. It was a sound of joy. Of joy. When the Grinch caught what he was chasing after, it wasn't what he expected. It wasn't the real thing after all. The Who's, on the other hand, had lost everything. The Grinch had been chasing all of that stuff. And yet they still had a song of joy. Now here's the question. How can somebody have a song of joy under those kinds of circumstances? One of the things I want us to ponder this year during Advent and during the Christmas season is what real joy means. Because real joy is not the same as happiness. Happiness is an emotion. And happiness really depends on the circumstances being favorable, right? I mean, for instance, <clears throat> I got all the toys that I wanted for Christmas, and so I'm happy. Or I got just underwear and socks, so I'm not happy, um, not that I don't like underwear and socks. But when you get to be grown, it's like, oh, my kids got to come home for Christmas, so I'm happy, right? Or the grandkids. So I want to say, just for the record, I wish you a happy Christmas. But more importantly, I wish you joy this Christmas. I wish you joy. Joy, as it happens, is the golden thread that winds its way all the way through the Christmas story. And I love how the Gospel of Luke shows us that. The Gospel of Luke doesn't start in the manger. The Gospel of Luke goes all the way back to John the Baptist's dad and mom. Zechariah, John the Baptist's dad, gets a visit from an angel, and the angel promises Zechariah that He's going to have a son, and that joy and gladness is going to be celebrated at the birth of his son. And then the angel says, many will rejoice at his birth. Talking about John the Baptist. Joy is a word that means bursting forth of jubilation. It's it's not something that comes in from the outside. It's something that comes up from the inside. Like when Mary went to see Elizabeth, her cousin, John the Baptist's mother, and and Elizabeth was pregnant with, with John the Baptist and Mary was expecting too. And we read about when Mary entered the house at the sound of Mary's voice, the baby inside Elizabeth's womb jumped for joy. Jumped for joy. And then the song of joy that Mary sings. We just read earlier. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God. In Luke chapter 2, we see that golden thread of joy going through when the angels come to the shepherds who are watching over their flocks by night. And they say, we bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all people. You see, all the way through the Christmas story, joy, not happiness, you know, not just favorable circumstances per se, but joy, a state of mind, a, a, and an inner gladness that comes because of what God has done and the expectation of what God will do. I'll say that again, it's so important, because of what God has done and because of an expectation of what God will do. Joy, which is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, according to Galatians 5.22, is an inner gladness that comes because of the gift of God's grace. Not from the outside, not from circumstances, but because of what God has done already and what God will do. Isaiah 65:18 says, "Be glad and rejoice forever in that which I am about to create." This is the kind of joy that Mary and Elizabeth share together when they're standing there, both of them expecting, both of them expecting. This is the kind of joy that that mothers know everywhere. This is the kind of joy that is like a current that flows in our hearts. This is the kind of joy that's like a light that's in our soul that can't be extinguished because of tribulation and hardship. It can't be stolen by a grinch. It can't. It can't be snuffed out by tribulation. It can't even be taken away by sadness. Because you know, you can be sad and still have joy, as odd as that sounds. So if hardship and tribulation can't take away our joy, or if, if even sadness can't take away our joy, what is it that blocks our joy? What is it that has us lacking joy at a joyful time of the year? The short and simple answer is this. Our joy is blocked or snuffed out or quenched when we magnify the wrong things. Mary said in her song of joy, my soul magnifies the Lord. Now I have uh, an old-fashioned magnifying glass with me today. You remember these? I loved to play with them as a kid. I need them as a grown-up because sometimes bifocals, you know. But um, let's just say that you have a magnifying glass and you focus in on something. You focus in. Whatever it is that you center that magnifying glass over is automatically made clearer and lifted up off of the page and is made bolder. And on the other hand, the edges around that you're not centered on become fuzzier and less, less clear. So the magnifying glass is centered on whatever is going to be bold, magnified, lifted up, and made clear. So what is our focus on? What are we magnifying? Let's say we take this magnifying glass and we get in front of a mirror and we magnify ourselves isn't that weird looking you know isn't it something when we think that we are the center of the universe and everything else around us but if you know times maybe that feels like you that you think it's just all about you or you know somebody don't point fingers but you know somebody that thinks it's all about them that is not the recipe for joy is it that's the recipe for disappointment because the world, in fact, does not revolve around you. Let's say you, you focus and you magnify on what other people have that you don't have. And you have envy in your heart. Will that steal your joy? You bet it will. Let's say, let's say you focus on your problems. We all have problems. Let's say you focus on your problems. That is the center of your focus. And the other things around you, maybe you're other things around you are good but you're focused on those problems do you think that that can snuff out your joy yeah sure it can what if our what if our focus is chasing success let's say our career or our our whatever it is that we term success to be you know making more money getting a bigger house being uh, receiving awards getting that next degree let's say that's in the center of our focus What's going to happen when we catch it, like that greyhound that caught the fake rabbit? It's not going to bring us joy, is it? It's not going to lead us to joy. But if we magnify what God has done, his gift of salvation to us, if we magnify the expectations of what God will do, that hope then that's a joy that nobody can steal. And this is the deeply, deeply spiritual message of the Grinch. This is the deeply heart-touching message of Mary's song. Because Mary is pondering in her heart something that brings her joy. Mary's outward circumstances are not that great. You know, she's an unwed mother in a culture that could have her stoned to death but she's got joy and that's what she magnifies and and if our magnification if our focus could be on what it should be you know what can happen our hearts can grow It happened to Mary. It happened to the Grinch, too. After the Grinch heard the song of joy from the Who's, he realized that joy came from something other than presents and gifts and decorations. Here's what Dr. Seuss wrote. Every Who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presents at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, and bags. He puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something that he hadn't thought of before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. The Grinch somehow shifted his focus, didn't he? Can I be honest with you? I think it just may be that we need to shift our focus, too. Kind of like an attitude adjustment, but... Maybe a little bit deeper than that. So could we stop just at some point during this season when everything's all sped up and ask ourselves, what is it in our lives that needs a shift of focus? By prayer and by the Holy Spirit, will you join me And asking that question and and seeking to give absolute focus. Absolute focus this Christmas to the one whose birthday we celebrate. What would happen if we did that? And what happened then? Well, in Whoville they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. Let's pray. Lord, we have been guilty of magnifying other things during the celebration of your birth. We have magnified uh, things that we're chasing after. We have magnified the good things that other people have we wish we had. We have magnified the problems and, and the hurts and the insults of other people Maybe we have even magnified others' expectations of us and tried to live into something that's just not us. All of that has snuffed out our joy at times and has made us feel more grinchy than Christian. Lord, grow our hearts today. By your Spirit, show us what needs a shift of focus. Help us to keep the main thing the main thing and grow our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand and worship with us? May joy, unspeakable joy, fill your hearts and grow it three sizes. Amen.